0: Save your seat now at com. That's growandemaiallist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. I just think it's really cool when we can see people putting themselves out there to create relationships. And I think that that's something that should be praised a little bit more because it takes a lot, right? Like it's awkward. It's so awkward. If you love listening to the Gold Digger podcast, then I have the perfect next podcast for you. Imperfect Action hosted by Steph Taylor is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Imperfect Action is a bite-sized online marketing podcast for business owners. Join Steph Taylor as she answers all your business marketing questions and deep dives into the nitty-gritty of online marketing and content marketing, social media marketing, and marketing strategy for business owners. She recently covered the super hot topic of AI and how it could impact the online business world. You've got to tune into that if you're curious about all the benefits and the downsides of using AI in your content creation. Listen to Imperfect Action wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hey there, Kylie. Hi, Jenna Kutcher. I'm laughing because (laughs) we like have many juggles just to sit down and talk about something today, which is, you know, reflective of this topic of conversation, which we're going to be talking about friendship today. And I think it's going to be a really great episode.
1: Well, I'm excited to talk about this because I think in addition to being colleagues and, you know, a boss employee relationship, our whole team has kind of evolved in being friends and in this new world of work from home, or at least for us, we've always worked from home. But as people are evolving and like the workplace looks different, making friends at work is also different. So it's just a really timely topic.
0: I love it. And I was thinking about too, earlier when I posted kind of my new year reflection type post, I had talked about how one of my goals was to really foster friendships in different ways this year. And so it's kind of like a good timely check-in of like, Hmm, how is this going? What does this look like? It's one of those things too, that the more that I have conversations about this topic, the more that I feel like there's so much commonality among us and as struggles we might be having or situations we might find ourselves in that we don't often get to talk to because we don't have the friends to talk about this topic (laughs) with. So should we dive on in?
1: Yeah. Let's talk about making friends as grownups because <laughs> I think I see memes all the time about how challenging it is or like, I've reached my friend quota or I have enough people in my life. And there's like this narrative around making friends as adults, as adult women. I think that is even a whole different ballpark to be playing in. But I don't know about you. I've had this internal narrative or I used to have an internal narrative for myself that like, I was just bad at making friends. And like, that's what I told myself. That's what I believed. And it kind of became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Did you deal with anything like
0: that? That's fascinating. I've been thinking about inner narratives so much lately and where they come from and why we believe those things. For me, it's something that I kind of cringe at. And it's something that's happened on this podcast is I remember this episode, I'll never forget it because now I look back and I'm like, Oh, Jenna, what? But that's a sign of growth and evolution. I tell myself, but I remember I did this episode years ago and I talked about how I like struggled to make friends because of my success, which now I'm like, ew, that's disgusting. (laughs) But there was a season in my life where I really struggled in trusting people's intentions in their desire for friendship. And I think that came out of a place of not wanting to explain my success or, or like not wanting to explain what I did or how I got there. And I had a lot of trouble trusting people's intentions. And so now I look at that and I'm like, no, 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 that was on me. That was like me, not just believing that people genuinely wanted friendship. But I was actually this morning when I was working out, I was thinking about this conversation. I was like, Oh, man, if I could go back and remove that episode. But I'm like, that was just a season of life where I was kind of in that weird place.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting what we tell ourselves about this topic in particular, like I thought I was bad at making friends. And I realized that I'm not. It was like a social anxiety that I had to get over. I used to walk into a room and assume no one wanted to talk to me. and No one liked me. And like, what a challenging thing to overcome. And you had similar or I mean, you had an internal narrative that was probably preventing you from really valuable relationships at the time. And I know for me too, I had a big self-realization around making friends when I finally accepted the fact that I am an introvert. Like I'm an introvert pervading around as an extrovert. And like the way I recharge is definitely in an introverted way. Did your approach to making friends and meeting people that you connect with
0: change when you realize that you too are an introvert in many ways? Oh my gosh, absolutely. You know, what's so funny is my mom will often remind me like, as a kid growing up, I had so many friends. My mom could not keep up. Like she needed like a chart of like, who is this friend from friends from work, friends from different school. There's one year in high school where I went to three different proms at like three different schools. Like my my friend group, because I had friends from church and I had friends from gymnastics and I had friends from work. And like, I just loved being this like social butterfly. So I thought, and what has been so interesting And I would love to do some like research on like, can you be extroverted and become an introvert or have you always been that way or like, what does that come from? But I feel like the older I get, the more that I want depth and not quantity. Like I don't want to have a ton of surface level friends. I would far much prefer having a few deep friendships. And I also realized too, and I was actually just talking about this with some girlfriends, is like proximity plays a huge role in relationships, especially once you start to get really busy. I'm speaking from the experience of like with children and even in the context of like, we lived in kind of suburbia and we had all of our neighbor friends. Now we've moved into the woods and we have no neighbors. And so I'm curious to see like, are those friends or were they friends because of proximity? And I think a lot of us have learned that as we've moved to different states or for different jobs or we've left a career to do something differently and we recognize that like maybe those friendships were more just like convenient at the time and yes, they were relationships that maybe served us, but maybe they weren't the kind of friendships that have that long-standing like lifelong power that a lot of times I think we're desperate to find.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. I think as an adult, you start to realize more that you know, you're know you in high school, you're friends with the people you're in high school with. And you go to college and you're friends with your roommates and the people on your hall and the people in your classes. And that proximity bit is so true. But who do you take forward with you? How do you evolve in your friendships as your life evolves? And I'm just, how are you navigating that as you've entered a, a new phase of life with motherhood?
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. So I live close to where I grew up. I never ever thought that I would move back home, but it's really interesting because while I had so many friends in high school, I actually don't really talk to anyone from high school. There's a few people that I'm reconnecting with on different terms and like at a totally different stage of life, but I've just very rarely kept in touch with my high school friends. My college friends, however, I'm still really close with. So there was a time in my college experience, my junior year, where I lived with five other girls, and I'm still very close with three of them, where we talk weekly, we're still very much a part of each other's lives, but we don't live anywhere near one another, And so I feel like I kept that group of friends, which has been just really huge for me because they've kind of watched the whole transformation of who I was and who I kind of turned into. And I've got to do the same for them. And then I have my career friends, you know, friends like Amy Porterfield and people that I talk to every day. We talk about work, but we also talk about life. And those, again, are friends that don't live near me. And so what's really been interesting for me is kind of navigating these different seasons of life and really fostering deep connection, even if people don't live in proximity. But I feel like it's also left a gap for me because we moved back home four years ago. I found out I was pregnant with Coco. I had a really, really challenging and sick pregnancy and kind of went really inward after our losses. And so that whole first year of being home was literally being pregnant and having a baby. And then I kind of just didn't really make attempts to find local community. It it was a really struggle for me. And so that was something that I had talked about wanting to prioritize this year. And so I'm curious to know for you as well, Kylie, but like becoming a mom also creates this Deep desire to like have this village, right? They say, like, it takes a village. And it's like a lot of us are looking around and we're like, where is our village? And for me, my village comes with my family. Like, my family is who I consider my closest friends and relationships with. But I'm also starting to kind of find this really deep desire within me to have like mom friends. Like, I only had mom friends that like, Come on over and like dump their kids and the kids are running around and like we just get to like do life together. And I think that that's like been a gap for me. And so it's interesting because I think relationships definitely evolve and you kind of get what you put into them. And I've been so fortunate to carry on friendships for years and years and years. But I also think there is still like this deep desire and this need within me that I'm starting to recognize and starting to kind of pursue. How has it been for you navigating being a new mom? Has that changed anything for you in terms of like what you feel about friendships, what you look for in friendships, how you connect with friends?
1: It's been really lovely. I have to say, I went through my pregnancy with two of my closest friends also pregnant a couple months ahead of me. And so that was so important for that season of life to have friends that I could text and be like, is this normal? Is this weird? How am I, like, how did you feel at this point? And so like those friendships got even deeper because we have parts of our lives that intersect. And then there's the friends who I adore who are from previous phases of my life who are not on the track of motherhood. And our lives more run Parallel versus intersecting. You know, I'm cheering them on in the things that are exciting and new and special to them. And they want to know everything about motherhood, but like out of arm's length. You know, it's like they, I'm like a research subject for them at times. They want to know, like, how was childbirth? Tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know? And so we're just connecting on different things. Where I thought that becoming a mom might alienate some of my friends who aren't on that track, it just, allowed us to connect in a different way. And like, they just have to understand that if we want to go out and grab dinner, it's going to have to be at 5 p.m. now. And like, <laughs> yeah. they're cool with that, you know? <laughs> yes.
0: Absolutely. And I think too, it's like something that I now reflecting on even like that past episode is a lot of times when we evolve as a person, whether we start a business or our relationship changes or we become a parent or whatever that looks like, a lot of times we tell ourselves a story of like, they're just not going to understand or they don't care to understand. And yet a lot of times it's on us to help people to understand. And when I think back to that early episode, I was positioning myself in a way that was not inviting people into my life to understand the parts of it that make me me or what I'm excited about or things like that. And I feel like the same can go when you kind of pivot or your life takes a turn. A lot of times we're just like, well, they don't care, but it's like, we haven't even invited them into this facet of our lives or explained it. And I think that that's where like real friendship is that give and that take. And of course, things will evolve as you evolve and friendships might fall away. But I also think that it's on us to put in the effort to make those relationships continue on the path, even as you change as a human.
1: You are so good at doing check-ins with people Mm. and maintaining relationships from afar talk about that because I think it's a really easy thing to do but it's just so overlooked or like doesn't even land on our radar as something we should or could be doing
0: yeah When you and I were talking about this topic yesterday, I actually scrolled my phone just to kind of look and like reflect because something that's interesting to me, I had this very embarrassing realization the other week. I realized I hadn't even left my house in seven days, like a full (laughs) seven days and all I I know that's my point. I feel my cup feels genuinely so full and I don't feel lonely because I feel surrounded by these friendships, even though they aren't in proximity with me. And so yesterday when we were talking about this topic and I got really excited about it, I looked at my phone to kind of look at like, what does a day look like for me in terms of fostering relationships? Because I do believe that it is something that I'm gifted at, but it is something that I also work hard at. And yesterday I had texted and checked in on 10 different people. And that's a lot. Like that's, totally a lot. I would say start with one or two or maybe three tops, but I checked in on 10 people and sometimes it's just one text back and forth. Sometimes it's like a text out and I'm like, don't even respond. I just want you to know I'm thinking of you today, but it is not uncommon for me to check in on friends every single day. And for example, yesterday I texted a friend and I just said, Hey, I'm thinking of you. I'm just checking in. And I knew that she had been sick. She had like a cold. And so I just want to check in on her. But I kept just asking her questions about how she was doing. And I found out that she was in this like devastating situation with IVF that I didn't know about. And I wouldn't have known about if I hadn't checked in. And we actually had a girl's trip planned, something that I've been trying to like just really prioritize this year. And she was like, I think I have to be doing another round of IVF during our girl's trip. I was like, we're going to cancel it. We will wait until you are ready. And she's like, no, 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 no. You guys still go. You go. And I was like, Absolutely not. And I gave her permission to like say, like, hey guys, here's what's going on in my life. And if you want to still go, totally fine. And every single woman in that text thread was like, We're canceling. We're in full support of you. We're here. What can we do? And I just was reminded of like the power of literally I was just checking in to see if her sniffles had gone away. And it went so deep that I was able to walk with her through it. and not just me, but then I was able to like foster other women walking through it with her. And to kind of get that support. And I just was like reminded at how powerful it can be to just say, hey, thinking of you just checking in and letting people take the time and space to let you know where they're really at. And I think too, if you're friends with people who post on the internet, a lot of times we just kind of take what they share at face value. And I've just learned that like there is so much more happening behind the scenes. And just a little check-in can really impact the depth of relationships that you can have with other people. The Gold Digger podcast is supported by HubSpot. Entrepreneurs have a lot to deal with without tedious tasks like manually updating reports or chasing down teams to figure out if targets have slipped. With HubSpot CRM, get real-time data at your fingertips so your teams can stay in sync across the customer journey. Track your contacts and customers, send personalized emails in bulk, and get the contacts you need to create amazing experiences for your teams and for your customers at scale, all from one powerful platform. It's why more than 150,000 companies already use HubSpot CRM to run their businesses better. Plus, HubSpot's user-friendly interface sets you up for success from day one so you can spend less time managing software and more time on what matters, your customers. There's no better time to get organized. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better and get a special offer of 20% off on eligible plans at hubspot.com slash golddigger. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash digger, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.
1: Mm, That's beautiful. You know, I think that would go back to how... A lot of women tend to minimize their needs, the things they want and don't talk about themselves. And so just checking in and inviting them to truly tell you about their lives in that moment is a it's a gift.
0: It really is. And I mean, obviously my book is called, how are you really? It's a question that I asked myself and <laughs> all others right. I often, forgot about that. <laughs> right. And it's, it's just become this practice in my life. And I've literally done it for years. I used to, when I was in my CrossFit prime days, I would have to drive about 20 minutes to the gym. And when I would drive to the gym, I would just think about people. And for me, it's kind of a spiritual thing, like, where I just be like, God, like, put these people, put whoever on my heart that needs to be thought of or prayed for or whatever. And then I would get to the gym and I would just text three people. And a lot of times it's really random people. Like yesterday I was checking in on my web designer, like just, just checking in, like nothing about work, nothing about needs. Just, just how are you? And I have really come to realize that there are just times in our lives. Like, do you ever have it Kylie? Where like, You'll see a random commercial and you'll think of like a random friend from college or you'll notice this specific hot sauce and you'll think about that one roommate you lived with. And a lot of times we have these things in our lives and we like are thinking about other people. And I take that as like a sign and this invitation to let them know I'm thinking about them. And I really honestly think I get a lot of that from Drew. I am so inspired by my husband in this area of our relationship because he is... The most incredible friend to people and it is something that he does so naturally here's a funny story when we were in hawaii years ago we literally ran into this random couple in the parking lot of our condo complex and drew started talking to them and they they connected on something i think it was like football or something every once in a while i'll look over at him and i'm like who are you talking to and he's like tim Tim, this like random man that we met in Hawaii, somehow they exchanged numbers. And four years later, they still talk to each other. And he is just really good at intentionally connecting with people. And it comes really naturally to him. And so I think that I've watched him be reminded of people and then actually reach out. And it's really inspired me. The other day, one of his friends sent him a handwritten card in the mail that just said, thank you so much for investing in our friendship. And I was like, how freaking cool to see two grown men like Aww. literally investing in a relationship. We met that guy one time at a birthday party legitimately. And they like FaceTime once a week. I'm like, it's just, I'm very inspired by him for sure.
1: Drew is such a pure soul. <laughs> he just is.
0: He is and he's it. super extroverted. And so I think <laughs> he needs those like outreaches because sometimes I can't give that to him.
1: Oh yeah, totally. So We've talked a lot about maintaining existing relationships and the ways you can do that when you're not close by, but I want to know how the heck are we making friends these days oh, as grownups? Like, wh- where where are the friends at? <laughs>
0: do you want to hear the most embarrassing story ever? Yes. So last week I took Quinn to her pediatrician appointment, and we've had to switch medical providers just a couple times. Nothing big. We switched because one was closer, and we couldn't really find someone that we really connected with, and. We ended up finding this amazing person that we love here, who's an amazing provider. And through each appointment, because you know that first year of life, you're in there pretty much like every month just doing checkups. We've really enjoyed our new provider. And she's young like us. She recently moved back to the area and she has a daughter that is almost exactly Quinn's age. And every time we've talked, we've just like had this like awkward connection where like there's a part of us, I think that's like, it'd be super cool to hang out outside of the doctor's office. And so I brought Quinn in for her appointment and then we were chit-chatting about our kids and we were really connecting and she left the room and then the nurse was coming back in and I wrote my phone number down on a piece of paper and I just said, (laughs) if you want to get the girls together, here's my number. And I know too, there's like rules about like doctors contacting patients and stuff. So I was like, I'm going to put the ball in her court and I felt so uncomfortable. I like gave it to the nurse. I was like, can you please give this to the doctor? And I left and I was like, well the balls in her court. And literally within like 30 minutes, she texted and she's like, I've been meaning to like be a friend with you since I met you. Like, I feel like we have so much in common. And so later today we might have a play date. And it was so awkward. And we just kind of laughed it off, right? Like, we're like, nobody teaches us how to do this. It feels like dating. But like for friends, like, do I text? Do I not text? Is it too soon? Should I tell her I had a great time? Is that too awkward? Like, (laughs) and so anyways, I have found that I've had to really like start to just put myself out there more. And I mean, I haven't been on the dating scene since I was 19 years old. So like, I don't know what that feels like. But I'm learning what it feels like in the context of friendships. And so I've been doing that. And I've also just been trying to like meet other moms. So there's this cool little like indoor playground area. And I bring the girls there usually on Saturdays and give Drew a little time to himself. And so a lot of times I'll just show up with the kids, but there will be other moms there. And so I've met a few moms there. I've met a few parents through Coco's school. And so I've been the one just initiating of like, let's get something on the calendar. Let's get together. And it's awkward and it's awesome at the same time. Yeah, it is so awkward. It is it's like So dating. awkward. Yes. And when I lived in New York City, so I moved to
1: a completely new place that I had never intended on living in in my entire life, moved with my husband Chris and found myself in a city with no connections, no village around me, and I literally used a dating app to make friends. Like I used Bumble BFF, I which is the it. friend-making side of Bumble, the dating app, and I met two women that I at least had someone to go grab a glass of rose with on like a nice summer evening. And one of them I've stayed connected with, you know, we're not, she has since moved to Texas and I'm back in Maine, but we check in, I'd say like once quarterly just to see how everybody's doing because we met at a really interesting time in our lives where we both needed friends in a city that we were unfamiliar with. And so we turned to modern technology to find those friends. And I have to say, I've never been on a dating app for for dating because I was engaged and then married when they became like a big deal. But, it was so interesting to be messaging someone and looking at their interests and like you post a photo it's like what's a friendly photo? Like what kind yeah. of photo do you put on your app when you're looking for a friend? And you know on Bumble BFF you could duplicate your profile for dating or for making friends. And so sometimes I would be like swiping on friends and they definitely chose a profile photo to like to get a date. And I was like I don't know what I'm
0: doing here. This feels so weird. <laughs> Oh, I love that. And I think too it's like there is you have to put yourself out there, right? Like yeah. there is this like fear of like rejection or like not jiving with someone. And I also would say that it gets even more complex when you become a parent because there are just very different parenting styles and there are very like divisive decisions that parents have to make. And so it can also be really tricky cuz for me I want to like have mom friends that like kind of align in certain values when it comes to motherhood. And that's really important to me because I think that's just a lot of our lived experience and a lot that we can connect upon. But I mean, there's just so many different layers when it comes to career and parenthood and relationship and, you know, positivity and mindset and all these different things that can definitely be interesting. But I really do think that there is this level of like, you have to put yourself out there and put yourself in the situation of making new friends and making yourself available. And one thing that I've found is that, you know, I used to get really turned off when people would be like, you know, would you like to go for coffee so I can pick your brain? Like, I mean, that still kind of is a little bit annoying, but to me, I realized like, If I don't have time for like coffee with my husband, like I don't wanna have coffee with strangers, yet Mm -hmm. that person is putting themselves out there. And like, I respect that so much. And while it might not be the right opportunity or the right time, like, I just think it's really cool when we can see people putting themselves out there to create relationships. And I think that that's something that should be praised a little bit more because it takes a lot, right? Like, it's awkward. It's so awkward. So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough, but I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads.
1: previously talked about the different kinds of friends that you have in your life. And we have a whole episode dedicated to that. And we'll link it in the show notes and in the show description. But do you kind of want to run through like what types of friends you have in your life right now?
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love that episode. It's episode 548. And I was really thinking about that episode when we were talking about this topic. And so I kind of ended up categorizing friendships in different ways, not to put people in buckets, but to kind of help you think about what does this look like for you? So the first category of friendships is lifelong. And these are the people that are like the lifetime friends. Like, so for me, I look at this as my college friends. Like we've been through a lot of life. We've been through marriages and babies and divorces and losses and career changes and moves and all these different things. These are the people that like I will always be connected with because we've been through something together and we continue to walk through life together, even if we're only connecting once a month or whatever that looks like. And then there's life stage friends and we're kind of talking about it, but like these are the people who just get it in terms of what is going on in your personal life. It's like the people that are at that similar life stage. So like Kylie, when you were talking about your friends who are also pregnant, like that life stage connection is so powerful. I have two friends, Ashlyn and Sarah, we've done a podcast on this show. We had the mom club. We gave birth to our first children within days of each other. And they were like lifelines for that first year of parenting. And we're still close, but not as close because our life stages has kind of shifted a little bit. There's likeness friends. And so I think of likeness friends kind of being like the resemblance or the similarity. And so for this, I'm kind of talking about someone that's maybe in a similar place in their life as you. You know, you could be 30 and unwed and no children and no desire to have children. And you might find likeness friends that are in that similar place. Or you might have five babies and working from home and you might find friends in that sort of place. And so like when I think about likeness friends, it's like someone who understands like the stage that you're in, whatever that looks like. And then I think about like unconditional love and this is going to look different for all of us. Like for me, this is my family, but it might be your chosen family. Sometimes family doesn't share DNA. And so for me, like unconditional love, I can show up as I am. My brokenness is welcome. Like whatever that looks like for me, that's my family. But I pray that every person listening to this has someone in their life that just unconditionally loves them and lets them come as they are. And then I think about leadership relationships. These are the people who like inspire you to do better, pursue your goals and dreams. And this one was the one that I really struggled with early in my career. Like I wanted to do things on my own. I wanted to learn things on my own. I missed opportunities to invite people into my world because I just assumed they wouldn't understand. And so for me, like these are my friends in the career sense or in the personal development space that are like helping me to just like show up as my best self to achieve more. And I feel like these categories can change and ebb and flow. And there will be times in your life where maybe you're prioritizing a certain area of it. For me, I feel like these last few years, I've really prioritized just time with my family after being away for over a decade, like moving back home any time that I have and that's open I have my family. So like tonight, my whole family's coming over, including my grandparents and we're buying Domino's pizza and we're all hanging out. And like when I have those open windows of time, a lot of times I fill it with my family, but I'm also entering a season of life where I want to kind of find more of those likeness friends, those friends that are kind of in that similar place in their life. And so I love that episode. It's a great episode. If you want to listen to it, if it's just something that you want to be more thoughtful with when it comes to friendships, Kylie, when we think about those different categories, is there anyone that stands out to you as something that maybe you're excelling in or struggling in or something you want to work on? I think
1: I'm really excelling in connecting with people in the same phase of life Mm -hmm. as me. Yep. There's really nothing that beats a mom's night out sitting at a bar with like my one allotted cocktail (laughs) for the evening (laughs) and talking about the Depths of motherhood That we're walking through Mm -hmm. at this time And what we've really found You know, I saw a TikTok the other day About how we are the no-village generation. And and maybe that's not relatable to everyone, but it's relatable to me in that we have family who, who loves us and who we love and we're close with to a degree, but that we wouldn't necessarily turn around and, you know, hand Claire off our daughter off for babysitting for an entire weekend. Like we don't mm-hmm. have that village, but yeah. what we do have is friends right down the road in a pinch, would come take the dogs if we had an emergency, or would come hang out with Clara while we went to deal with something. And so, my village is now being built with friends. And now I don't want my family mm-hmm. to listen to this. Like, of course we do that for you, but they yeah. know. You know, they're not quite as close in proximity, and they're just yeah. in a different phase of life where they can't necessarily show up for us in that way. And so, I'm just lucky that I have people in my world who we can. It's a relationship of reciprocity as well. You know, they're in the same phase as us, and they know that if at 2 a.m their child needs to go to the hospital and their dog needs someone to take care of them in the morning, we're there. So those are the friendships I'm leaning into right now.
0: I love that. I remember during COVID, I had like these experiences because we lived up north and we have one neighbor and they were in a very similar stage of life. They had just had their first baby and that was like our bubble. It was just us. And I remember one night like running down the driveway with milk because they needed milk. And I was like, I have always dreamed of a friendship like this. Like, I was like, you know, just like where you can call upon one another. And I feel like that's where a lot of us really struggle in asking for help and trusting that there are people in our lives who are willing to help. And I wanna say one thing to that point before we close. One thing that I've learned so much over time is that I used to look at asking for help as like a sign of weakness. And I remember this interview with Allie Stroker on this show that I will never forget. And she said, sometimes allowing people to help you is giving someone else the opportunity to use their strength. Mm -hmm. And I loved that because I feel like so many of us are so independent and we're so strong and we never want to need anything or anyone. And I loved her reminder of like, sometimes allowing people to help you is giving someone the opportunity to use their strength not a sign of your weakness. And that has always stuck with me, especially with friendships. And now I've tried to ask for help at times and let people use their gifts and vice versa. And I think that's a really beautiful way to add that depth that a lot of us are craving. That's beautiful. I love that. Well, I mean, if anyone wants to be our friends, here we go. We've put it out there on the show. You might find us on Bumble BFF. Hit us Um, up on the apps. That's right. But I do want to say for anyone listening, if you feel like areas of friendship are a struggle for you or that you feel lonely, I want you to know that you're not alone. I think this is a very common thing that we as women find ourselves in and we're scared to admit. We feel like maybe it's us or maybe we're broken. And I just want to encourage you today. As you listen to this episode, think about three people that popped into your brain. Maybe when we were talking about the different categories of friendship or three people that you've been reminded of through some silly means in the last few days. And I would love for you to just reach out and you can do it without expectation and you can do it in a way that just gives them this opportunity to maybe share where they're at or how they're doing. And I promise you, I promise you your life will transform and your friendships will get richer. Even as we were sitting on this show, one of my friends reached out, no joke, while we were recording and said, God has put you on my heart a lot lately. Are you doing well? Anything I can keep in my prayers? I miss you. And I feel like when you create relationships like that and you give in that way, it comes back to you tenfold. And so I'm just excited to hear your stories of how you reach out and what you find happens when you do that today so slide into my dms and let me know how that goes anything else to add miss kylie i'm glad you're my friend jenna i was just gonna say that i am so grateful you're my friend you make it possible for me to not leave the house for seven days and not feel (laughs) lonely so thank you for your friendship Um, until next time gold diggers keep on digging your biggest goals